on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mad at me. When you see me rolling out with my chinchilla fur coat, because let me tell you something. I've always wanted a fur coat. I went to Chicago some years back and didn't nobody tell me nothing. Nobody told me that it was going to be that cold in Chicago. See, I'm from the South. And believe it or not, it gets cold in the South, but it don't get Chicago cold. So here I am. I got on this little cute little leather jacket. And at the time I was young and I was single. And so, you know, I was trying to be cute. I wasn't trying to be warm. Right now, I'm at the age where I'm not trying to be cute. I'm trying to be warm. Didn't nobody tell me that it was going to be freezing cold in Chicago. And so I pull up with this leather coat on and I look out and I see even homeless people walking around in fur coats. And I'm like, you know what? Ever since then, I had a dream. Ever since then, I had a goal that I was going to, I was going to get me a fur coat. And so let me tell you something. Don't judge me when you see me pull up in a chinchilla coat. Because let me tell you what it's going to look like. I'm going to buy a chinchilla fur coat. Yes, I am. I'm going to buy chinchilla earmuffs. I'm going to buy chinchilla gloves. I'm going to buy, <laughs> buy chinchilla scarf. I'm on, you're going to think I am a chinchilla. I don't hear somebody. And, so, <laughs> and I'm telling you, but here's the thing. Um, you know, we, we ask for all of this. We cry out for all of this. But what do you want it for? God is not wanting to make you wealthy so that you can just use it all up for yourself. God is not wanting to give you houses full of good things so that you can use it all for yourself. No, that's not what God is wanting to do. God is wanting to fill you up so that you can help fill others. Come on, the Bible says that the Proverbs 31 woman, the reason why God honored her and made her wealthy is because she always remembered the poor. But that's what we do when we get a hold of ours. We don't want to think about nobody else. We don't want to remember nobody else. No, you all, you ain't nobody thinking about you. That's how we do. And we wonder why our prayers do not get answered. And so when we are praying, we should never pray our own. We should never pray our own desires out. No, when we pray, we should pray and ask. When before we start praying, we sh our first question should be, God, what is it that you need in my city? Come on, some of you need to take a drive around your city. And, and when you are driving around the city, be sensitive. Uh, uh, allow God's heart, allow God's heart to beat through you. Because at that moment, you will see the city through the eyes that God sees the city. And, and, and when you are doing it, you won't look at your city the same. You will begin to start seeing the poor. You'll begin to start seeing the needy you'll begin to start seeing the lost souls. You'll begin to start seeing those that are in jeopardy of dying without knowing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And when you begin to start delight yourself in the Lord, when you begin to start seeing your city or your nation with those type of eyes, then you will know what to pray for. Come on. Well, I hear the Lord saying that on today, I want to cause you to begin to pray for what I want. 
I want to cause you to begin to desire what I desire. I want to cause you to begin to long for what I long for. And I'm telling you right now, yes, I long to bless you, but I want to bless you so that you can be a blessing to someone else. That's what overflow is for. That's what overflow is about. It's not so that you can sit up and you can hoard. Come on, right now, we, we see TV shows where you have people that are hoarders. These individuals, when you walk into their house, sometimes the house is so it's so disgusting and it's so messy because they, they've kept everything. Come on, even to the place where they keep old food that's got mold in it and it stinks and it's smelling up the whole house, but they don't want to give it away. Come on, that's what we've become in the body of Christ. We have learned how to hang on to everything that we have because somewhere along the way we've been taught that when we pray we should only ask for stuff that we want and not ask for what he wants because what he wants it trumps it and so Hannah here she is she makes a vow before the Lord and the Bible says that Eli says to her God is not only going to honor that vow, but he says to her eventually, he says to her a little later on that God's even going to give you even more children because you honored this vow. And of course, we know the story. The Bible says that as soon as Hannah got back home, the Bible says her and Eli, they went to make a sacrifice before the Lord. And then the Bible says they went straight back home and into the bedroom and do and did what grown married folks do. And the Bible says that he filled her womb. But this is where it gets interesting because we it's easy to say to God, Lord, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. It's easy to say something like that. It's easy to tap over into the heart of God. Oh, yes, it is. If you're a believer and if you have, if you are a Christian there, if you have the Holy Spirit, then it's easy to tap over into his heart. All you got to do is ask, the, all you got to do is ask Holy Spirit, Lord, what is it that you, what is it that you desire from my life? And somewhere along the way, he is going to speak to you. That's not the hard part. The hard part is when you get the thing that you've been believing for, the hard part is keeping your word. Everybody can will up and say, oh, when I get my money, God, the first thing that I'm going to do is tithe. That's the first thing that I'm going to do is pay my tithe and offering, God. It's easy to say that until you get the money. You get the money and then all of a sudden, all these bills that you haven't been able to pay, now you're seeing how you can pay them. And then all of a sudden, the house that you've been looking at for years, all of a sudden, now that becomes juicy and you want that. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at your car that you've only been driving around for three years. You're looking at the car and you're like, you know what? I think it's time for a new one. Come on. It's easy to say to the Lord what you want to do, but the discipline comes in when it's time to do it.
The Bible says that Hannah, this is her first child. I want to put this into perspective on today because I think that a lot of times we read this story and we've taught it so many times that we make it sound easy. This woman had been barren for years. She had seen the other wife have kid after kid, but the first kid that she has, God requires her to give the kid back to him. Do you know how difficult that is? Come on, let's be real. How come Penina gets to keep her kids, but my first kid that I have based on a promise, a vow that I give, I have to give them up? Really, God? Come on. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm going to dedicate them back to the Lord. And then the moment that you have your promise, come on, can you imagine what Abraham went through? The trauma that he had to endure when he had Isaac, the promised child. Come on. The Bible says that, hey, uh, uh, Abraham, he slept with Hagar off of his wife's command in order to have a child. And then he realizes that he made a mistake. And so he has to go back into believing God. He believes God. And finally, the promise comes forth. Now, theologians say that Isaac was in his 30s when Abraham tried to sacrifice him. But he has his son. And now the firstborn, you're going to tell me to sacrifice my firstborn? Come on, that's how it is. Because what is God doing? God will test your heart. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, we will. Let me take a moment. Hey, Meeks. Hey, Miss Linda. Hey, Jean. Jean, Jean. Hi, hi, hi. God will test your heart. Oh, yes, he will. He will put you in predicaments to see why exactly are you doing this? Are you doing this because you want to rub it in Penina's face that you had a baby too? Huh? I had a baby too. So you ain't got nothing to me because that's what we do as women. Oh, we women, we better learn. We won't come together and work together. We will compete against one another. I remember I used to be in that same place until I realized that me competing against somebody that ain't paying me no never mind, it ain't making a hill of beans. And I'm up here spending all my money trying to keep up with somebody that ain't even thinking about me. Let me tell you something. Stop competing with people. Why is it that you desire what you, why are you praying the prayer that you are praying? Are you doing it because you're trying to get back at somebody because you're trying to show off? Or are you doing it because you really want God's will to be accomplished in the earth? Come on, that's something to think about. Bible says that she weaned him, she breastfed Samuel, and the Bible says she told her husband, she said, look, I'm not going to go up and offer any sacrifices just yet. I've got to nurse this baby. And when I'm done nursing him, that's when I'm going to take him to the temple. And the Bible says that as soon as she was done, she went up there She uh, and she took him to Eli, kept him there in the temple. The temple raised Samuel, not her. You understand how difficult that had to have been for Hannah? The Bible doesn't say this, but we, us being women and also us, also us, uh, us, us being women and us, us understanding 
the pain that you walk through when you are making a sacrifice, us being human and understanding the pain that you walk through when you are making a sacrifice, I can guarantee you that she did not go up to that temple and just drop him off and say, oh, what a relief. I don't have the baby anymore. Whew. What a relief, especially those of you that know what it is to have many miscarriages. Come on. I want to be very sensitive right here because there are some of you, you know what it is to have miscarriage after miscarriage and you're believing God. You're standing on a promise that God's going to feel your womb. And here you are, you're in your forties now. You're coming up on 50 years old and you still have not seen the promise, but you're yet believing God. Let me tell you something. If God can do it for Hannah, God can do it for you. And then there are some some of you, you might not have had miscarriages in the natural, but you have had miscarriages in the physical. And you've seen other people around you that are able to bring forth a vision like it ain't nobody, nobody's business. You got friends that are working on their fifth business. And here you are still working, trying to get your first business off the ground. And you see failure after failure, what seems like failure after failure, but yet you're still believing God. Come on, this is what I hear the spirit of the Lord saying to those of you that are tuned in. You better get ready to receive this. I hear the spirit of the Lord say, believe me one more time. If you can just believe me one more time, if you can just put your hope and in your faith and your faith into the promise and into the word that I have spoken over you, that I have spoken over your that I have spoken over your nation, that I have spoken over your city, that I've promised you that I would do through you. If you could just believe me one more time. Yes, I know that it's painful. Yes, I know that the commands that I have given you, they have been illogical. They have not made any sense, but believe me, this is leading somewhere. The Bible says that she took her promise. Come on, somebody needs to get your grip. You all manda kashate. Some of you, you have too much of a grip on the promise that God has given to you. And what you don't know is that you are strangling the promise. What happens if the promise that God has given to you is a seed that leads to more? What do you do when you think that the thing that God has given to you is it? What do you do when you think the thing that God has given to you is the sum? that you've reached the highest and there's no other there's no other places to go after this that this is it what do you do when you find out that that thing is only a seed what do you do when you find out that that's not the end but that's only the beginning well you continue to read what Hannah experienced the bible says that she put that child in the temple and she let the temple raise him and the bible says that she would make him linen ephods and she would come around every yearly sacrifice and she would give him a bigger ephod every year and we don't know if that was the only time of year that she saw him but the way that the bible is written seems like it was the only time of the year that she would see him but the bible says that eli prophesied to her and her husband and he said to her because you've done this because you took the very thing that was promised 
to you and you released it. You let it go. Yes, you might have cried. Yes, you might have been in pain. Yes, it hurt, but you still let it go. You put your trust in me. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. I will lean not unto mine own understanding. I will acknowledge him and he will direct my paths because you put your trust in him. The spirit of the Lord said to Hannah through Eli, because you did this, I'm going to give you more children. He didn't just tell her, I'm going to give you one more child. He told her, I'm going to fill your womb over and over again. Come on, can I tell somebody that your barren days are over? Come on, whether if that's in the natural or in the spirit, receive it how you want to receive it. But your barren days are over. Your sterile days are over. Your days of trying to produce and not producing anything, they are over. These are the days, says the Lord, where you are getting ready to you are getting ready to produce much. Come on, and the fruit and the fruit shall remain. They that are willing and obedient, they shall eat the fruit of the land. Come on, the Bible says that when you open your mouth wide, I will fill it. I'm telling you that you are getting ready to eat and you are going to be satisfied for the, for the remainder of your days if you put your trust in God. They that are willing and obedient. Come on, there. that's a word right there. Come on, that's what Hannah, she was willing but she was also obedient. And as a result, the Bible says that five other children came forth out of a belly that was barren. Five other children came forth out of a belly that thought that it would never be filled. Come on, God is, five is the number of favor. Because you are willing to be obedient down through here, God is getting ready to put explosive favor on your life. And let me tell y'all something. Favor, it ooh, favor will bring you into places that favor will bring you into places that you are not supposed to be in. Favor will open up doors for you that are not supposed to be open. I want you to understand how favor works. Come on, Ruth, out of all of the people that the king could have chosen, he chose her because the favor of the Lord was on her. But why was it on her? Because Ruth was obedient to follow the commands that Naomi was giving to her. Naomi was schooling her. Let me show you how to get the king's attention. Let me show you how to please the king. Listen to these words and it will take you far. Come on, somebody needs to hear this on this afternoon, this morning or this evening, whatever time it is where you are, you need to hear this word. If you are willing and you are obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land. Come on, if you learn how to partner with God, God will partner with you. And oh my God, let me tell you something. When you partner with God, there is no prayer that you can pray down through here that will not be answered. Now, it might not get answered in the timing that you want it to because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He thinks higher. He goes further. He knows what you are ready for and he knows what you're not ready for. Come on. The Bible says that Daniel, he prayed and the first day it was answered, but he didn't receive the answer until 20 
21 days later. Now we know he was going through a lot of warfare, but when it was time, it was time. And I want to encourage somebody and let you know that when you partner with God and you begin to pray what God desires for your city, when you begin to pray what God desires for your life and not what you desire, come on, I know that you think that you're going to be working that nine to five for the rest of your life, but there is a ministry that God has placed on the inside of you that God is ready to bring up out of you. Come on, what you are doing now is not the end. What you are doing now, this ain't it. God wants to take you further, but you got to be willing and obedient. You have to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Yes, I know that it does not make any sense. Yes, I know that your society and your culture says that you have to do it this way, that it has to go this way. But God is saying your steps, steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. And so I'm, I'm, I just want to encourage somebody and let you know today that when you begin to start praying partnership prayers, there is no prayer that God will not answer because now you guys are working together. Let's break this thing down only because I feel it. For some of you, you're praying for a business and you're wanting God to give you a business. But the spirit of God is saying, why should I give that to you? What you should start praying is, God, if you give me this business, I'll hire people in this nation. I won't go out. I won't outsource. I won't go and hire someone that is not from here. I'll hire people that need the help. I'll hire people in my, God, if you give me this business, Lord, I'll work hard and I'll cause it to grow that I'll be able, I'll be able to, I'll be able to, to cause employment in my nation. I'll be able to cause employment in my city god if you if you cause me if you cause me to take on this position if you elevate me god i promise you that i'll remember these i'll remember individuals i'll remember those that are in trouble god if you call me to the bar if you make me a lawyer i promise that i'll fight for justice god if you cause me to pass my teaching exam i promise that I'll teach these children to the best of my ability. And I won't just be here because I want the paycheck. God, if you give me a school, I promise God that I will help educate. And I will not only help educate them on natural things, reading, writing, math, but I'll also help educate them on spiritual things. God, if you allow me to, to if you allow me to build this school, I promise, Lord, that I will see to it. I will see to it that these children, that, that, that these children are educated. I'll see to it, God, that I start a feeding program for these children. I don't know what it is that God wants to do through you, but the, or I don't know what it is that God needs in your region, but the Holy Spirit does. I don't know what it is that God desires to birth through you. But Holy Spirit does seek him, ask him, what is it that you want to do through me? Because whatever it is, I'm willing to do it. I will be willing and obedient. 
I'll get it done. God, whatever it is that you ask for, whatever it is, God, that you desire of me, here I am. We used to sing the song, God, I'm available to you. We need to get back to songs like that. We need to get back to confessions like that. Lord, I'm available to you. My storage is empty and I am available to you. Just a simple song like that that we used to sing. Come on, if you're right there where you are on these last three minutes, join in with me and let's sing it together. My storage is empty and I am available to you. Here is my heart, God. Here is my mind. Because my storage is empty. And I am available to you. God, you can have it all. My storage is empty. And I am available to you. Come on, somebody needs to sing till they get it. Sing it until your heart says yes. My storage is empty. And I am available to you. Everything I've been doing up to this point doesn't matter. Oh, because my storage is empty. And I am available to you. Oh, God, my heart aligns with yours. My spirit aligns with yours. Because my storage is empty and I am available to you. Everything you desire for my life, I say yes one more time. My storage is empty and I am available to you. Cause my storage is empty and I am available to you. You can fill me with your will, God. You can fill me with your will, your desire. Yes, God, my storage is empty and I am available to you. You can have it all, Jesus. That's what we do here. We can go into worship at any moment. My storage is empty. And I am available to you. 50 minutes on the dot. Look, I love you guys so very much. I am thankful for y'all. I am so thankful for your support over the over the weeks, over the months, over the years. I love you guys so very much. Come on, let this be your song for the remainder of the day. Have a great day. And remember, Wednesdays are for women. Love you guys. Bye.